everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. That is right, Colin, and we have been leading up... Listen, Peter Quill's been having a bad day. First, he gets his headphones ripped off his head by some guy. (laughs) I was not some guy. It was his (laughs) grandfather. Yeah. (laughs) Then um, his mom died, and now here we are. <laughs> and then his mom died. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, but before we get into anything else, we do have uh, someone who is quietly blaspheming under her breath, uh, a guest here to uh, help us along with, uh, to help us uh, get carried away on this episode of like an abduction thing. Anyways, it's Chantel from Unsighted. Hi, I'm so happy Hi. to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. I'm usually with my better half, Amy, but today you just get me. It's 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 lovely to have you uh, podcasting with us. Um, one of my favorite podcast uh, guesting parts I've ever done is uh, when I was on your show talking about perks of being a wallflower. So it's uh, it's it's an honor to have you here. Yeah, I'm glad that we can like mix and match our groups. For sure. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Well, before we get into anything else, I think Colin might have a question or two to to ask. I do. Yes. So every time we have a guest on for the first time, we ask uh, two questions. One of the questions comes up every time basically people come on the show. Uh, But the first one, it's a first time only. So you only get one go at it. So I hope you're ready. Okay. (laughs) No pressure. Okay. Uh, what is your history with Marvel, whether it be the cartoons, the comics, the movies that weren't the MCU, the MCU, et cetera, all of it? Give us that timeline. Okay, so I started with the original Spider-Man movies, um, as probably everybody did, and uh, both versions and not the new versions. And then with the actual MCU, most of my consumption of it has been exclusively through this show, um, I have watched Guardians of the Galaxy, the the first three. I've watched, um, I've like been in the room during some other ones like Endgame, and I have definitely watched Black Panther, which was awesome. But um, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's all you guys. So I'm blindly trusting that everything you're saying is accurate. And that's my experience. Fantastic. And the second question, uh, of course, is always, uh, can you talk to us about what your show is and where people can find it? Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm from Unsighted, an English Lit podcast. We are reformed English majors who uh, used to be roommates, trying desperately to remember the books that we covered in our undergrad, um, and sometimes doing a pretty good job. Um, You can find us at Unsighted Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find us, just look up the name on pretty much everywhere where you find podcasts. Uh, and if you do go to our Perks of Being a Wallflower episode, yes, you will hear a familiar voice. James was an excellent guest. And you may look at it and be like, "This, the time on this is different than the rest of the episodes. Yeah, it's almost like, like this is three times as much. Two to three times longer than every other episode that's ever happened. I think the uh, one thing that I love about James and I is that the reason why most of our episodes go longer than I think most people would think is because that is who we are as 
people, not necessarily just guests. Like we are just people who are like, how much time did you say you have? 10 minutes? Okay, here's 30 minutes of conversation. <laughs> yeah, that I, makes sense. I have never tried so hard to accurately guess how long these episodes that we're recording with Chantel. Like I was like, James, make an effort to actually estimate correctly. So uh I don't know. We'll see how we're doing. So far, we're six. We're ten percent of what I estimated this episode was going to be. Well, I so. think you made the right choice with this one by giving uh, me a scene that has exactly one word in it because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm used to analyzing like novels, so I think right. we can uh, yeah we can yeah. fit this into a little bit of a smaller time frame. <laughs> for sure, for sure, maybe. So let's see what happens. Um, <laughs> All right, so we're going to be watching Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, uh, from three minutes and five seconds through three minutes and 38 seconds. Did I say three minutes and five minutes? I'm going to say that again. We're going to be watching <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy from three minutes and five seconds through mm-hmm. three minutes and 38 seconds. And here is what happens. Peter runs out of the hospital in tears. He makes his way across the misty lawn sobbing. He falls to his knees and continues to cry. Suddenly, there's a loud whirring noise. Starts up. Uh, you ever start a sentence and then go and look at something else and then finish it different from how you started it? Me too. <laughs> then a light makes its way to Peter. When he is fully in the light, he looks up to see a giant spaceship hovering above him. It shoots down a light and beams Peter aboard as he screams for his mom. But she can't hear him now. Oh. So anyways, uh, sorry, that was probably cut that. I don't know. That's, no, uh, that, that one's staying in because it's accurate, James. That's, you know, that's true. You know, uh, I feel so, like it's a lot like space too, right? Because there's no one around, so no one can hear him. Right. If you, the, if if a Peter Quill, if, if if there's a Peter Quill who cries help when his, no, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yes. what was the question? James? Sorry, I was about to get. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make um, sense. Before we get into, well, I don't really, I have some, I have some guest hostions, but um, before we get into anything else, is there anything that uh, struck either of you about this? a fairly traumatizing alien abduction scene. Okay. Um, I was looking at like the the time when this would have happened. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to use future knowledge, but this just really looks like a kid who mm-hmm. has watched a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to see if like, maybe he knew of some frame of reference for aliens. Um, so I was looking at like, alien movies that might have come out before then yeah um and so this isn't future knowledge but it's from the guardians of the galaxy video game he has a tron poster in Mm -hmm. his room in the video game which isn't aliens but is like a big scary villain thing so that's yeah that could be something and then Mm -hmm. the 80s was also like the um the like UFO abduction craze. Right. So right. not quite in his era of like um War of the Worlds where people right. had an alien invasion of the world, but more like right. aliens beam you up, you go up right. there for a little bit, you come back down arguably um better than what's happening. Right. Well, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, less invasion y and more mm-hmm. like a like a like a vacation kind of. <laughs> yeah. A probation. Maybe. Oh, well. Hmm? Um, so. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, it's my, funny uh, that like, um, just sort of as, again, sort of a little bit of future knowledge here. 
But like in another movie, a different Peter mentions Star Wars. I find it somewhat oh. surprising because I oh. don't believe, unless my memory is failing me, I don't believe Peter Quill ever once references Star Wars. And I feel like for a kid who was alive and could have watched those films, well, probably not the very first one, obviously, but like, you know, VHS existed um, before the whole like, you know, George Lucas edit, edits and stuff like that. So he would have been like, wow, Han did she started first. pretty early. The 1995 one. Well, that was before that. Never yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like he would have seen, he could have by that point on VHS, like rented from the store down the street. Shown it on, on, on like the, on like a TV movie sort of deal. Too. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it's surprising that not once does he go, oh, like Yoda or something like that, and have them go, what does that <laughs> we, mean? You know. Well, just just hang on to that for our next recording because I have a thought about that. Ooh, interesting. Um, okay. Uh, I think it would be funny if there was a line in one of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies where he's like, "I'm Star Lord," and they're like. Did you say Star Wars? And he's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His mom was like, We're listening to music tonight. And he's like, But I want to go to the movies. And she's like, No, music. Uh-huh. Listen yeah. to your cassette tape. And he's like, I don't want to anymore. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah. There's a, it, it's pretty neat because I feel like every iteration of Guardians of the Galaxy brings a little bit of something different, whether it's like, like a retcon or, you know, again, it's like in this universe, like this one thing is whatever. Uh, the video game that you were mentioning earlier, I really enjoyed the way that they gave Peter like the inspiration for the name Star-Lord, which was that like that was his favorite band. And so they invented a band like and made songs as that band, like for the soundtrack. That's very so it's good. Like, as you That's like go good, through yeah. the game. So it's like he, he took his whole thing from like his favorite poster he made like the back of his jacket say Star Lord, just like the way that their like denim jackets would have said. Uh, so it's like a, it's a really cool little element. Um, and they, you know, they they keep the cassette player in there for like you know story and you know inspiration. You get some of those you know really big numbers, um, which I feel like is uh, again taking something a little bit more from the movie genre. More I would say. Um, his mom putting Star Lord songs on the mixtape just to appease like. Here's right, another yeah, one yeah. for your kid. Like, here's one for you. I think that the the only difference here is that it was like I think this particular cassette was like made by him, not by his mom. Um, because yeah. like he like his whole thing was he was trying to craft the perfect one kind of thing in the basement. But uh, anyway, right. that's 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 yeah. neither here nor there. It's just one of the things where like the video game. I wanted to bring it back up because it is a very good game, and the story mm-hmm. is awesome. So I just I want to I'm a proponent like the way that you're like i'm going through the games that like i played not sorry not games sorry i'm going through the books that i read in my undergrad wow i was gonna say books here's all the here's all the games that i played in my undergrad almost you know that yeah. that was what is school, a book if not a game that you persisting read, oh you know? yeah 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 you read that's a book a and that's playing the game yeah 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 um i think that it's interesting there's an interesting thing here about like now i'm about to say two words that Next episode is going to be a whole different thing. But what if Peter Quill <laughs> had not been severely traumatized as he was abducted? I feel like he would have drawn on some more like, oh, cool. Like he could have been sto- like he seems like the kind of kid that would have been like, finally, you know, the Starship Enterprise is beaming me up or whatever. Like, yeah. But because he was in like the worst place, like emotionally it probably wasn't um you know a great experience for anyone 
on the board the ship or off board the ship. I mean, I, I also think that like in general, I feel like being abducted, whether you are like into aliens, is probably in the moment traumatizing. And you're like, it probably is like a ah, and then you get there and you go, I, oh shit, this is pretty cool. Like you guys kind of look like you're you're like almost look like me, but like not quite, you know? Yeah. Unless you're uh, I, like um doing the really chill alien thing where you like come out of the ship, do a little handshake intro. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The polite alien thing. Yeah. For sure. Um I will say, Colin, there's a counterpoint uh in our next episode about uh being chill when you get abducted by aliens and how that can sort of uh well, play yeah. out in a way. Um maybe it's the exception that proves the proves the rule, I guess. Yeah. Um Yeah. So uh, any other thoughts, or or shall I uh, move on to the first guest and hostion? Okay, I don't. I'm not sure what you said, but that that Ge- one guest the the um, the guestion, which is a, a guest question, and then uh, Colin also can answer, so it's a hostion. Oh, good. Okay, thank yeah. you. Um, you're welcome. Because uh, the G kind of looks like a Q, right? That that's the that's it's like a, you know, what's a Q but a G persisting? All right, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hang on, I, I'm trying to think if I have any any other thoughts. Um, I oh. I also think that like, I mean I don't know like this maybe this is just me. I feel like personally, uh. if I was running outside uh-huh. and suddenly I saw a spaceship, right? I feel like I would instead of standing there and going, ah, right? I feel like I would right. be like, Haha, just kidding, and I would turn around and go the other way. Like the fact that he's just kind of like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of a. It's a big like, spaceship, though. I mean, like. Yeah, but I mean, like, I would at least turn around. Like, I feel like right. I would at least attempt it. You know what I mean? I was like, it's wild. I think that's fair to say. Like, if you think about being abducted by aliens ahead of time and like plan for it, rather than yeah. being like a seven-year-old kid with a fight, flight, or freeze response. Yeah. I just feel yeah. like kids always run. Uh, you know, like I feel like they just have so much energy. Right? They're always running. <laughs> <laughs> Those little scamps. Yeah. <laughs> Running up and down the halls, putting a car against the shared wall of their neighbor's apartment. You know, just at all hours. <laughs> Speaking from no experience at all. Yeah, no experience. Um, Actually, they moved out, so we're fine. Yeah. What? Sorry, there was I, a guy that a neighbor yeah. that he. That I absolutely hated. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I drove me children. nuts. Well, so, um, let's see. Got it. What, uh, uh, the, actually, the the mist on the lawn. Did either of you ever see the movie Flight of the Navigator? No. It's a live action Disney movie from from uh, the late '80s, I think. Uh, it has a young Sarah Jessica Parker in it. She has pink hair. It's great. Um, this kid basically gets abducted by an alien, uh, and they go on like a a journey, and then the alien drops him back off where it picked him up, but it's been like. 15 years so he's the same age but everyone else in his life is now like his parents are like mm. old and his brother who is younger than him is in college and all this stuff and one of the most terrifying scenes when he encounters his parents and they're like oh my god you're back and he's like oh god you're old he doesn't say it like that and i played it funny but like it's actually really scary um and then they have to hold go on a whole thing about going back to where he was and he appreciates his family more disney but um that sounds it's, like a it's that same yeah, it's 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 a great movie. Um, Disney Plus has it, and they aren't a sponsor, but um, they should be. They could be. Yeah. Um, the there's a, a the scene where he like he falls in this in this in this ditch is sort of like this, where it's sort of like an era 
eerie like mist on the ground mm-hmm. sort of sort of situation which i think is kind of cool well it's pathetic fallacy because like it's it's eerie and then also yeah. like mist happens when the water in the air is heavy yeah. and like his heart right. is heavy so uh-huh. that could mm. be something this is uh yeah you you're doing what i wanted you to do on the show so <laughs> excellent this is Excellent. I also Can feel like... Can you tell like, uh, Colin what pathetic fallacy is? Because, like, I know. Right, um, yeah, yeah. But Colin... James, Colin James like, knows, but I don't know. So could, yeah. could you explain it to me? Yeah, because sure. I'm I'll a explain dumb-dumb. it exclusively for Colin. Um, pathetic fallacy is when the weather reflects the mood of the scene. So mm. it's it's like a literary device that's really common, um, but right. it's also like used in... the dark and like, stormy night type exactly. situation. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or, like, it's raining when someone's sad. Right. right, like yeah, tears yeah. from my eyes. Right, right. Yeah, mm, tears oh. on my guitar. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tears from heaven. Sort of. Yeah, tears sort of all over the place. Um, or like an Ant Man when everything's sunny, like all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or like here where it's there's mist because it, mist is kind of like the souls of the earth. Because <laughs> uh, his like mother is up mist. and his yeah his <laughs> he missed his mother. Oh no. Yeah. He was like, you will be missed. And they were like, so will yeah. you. <laughs> you will be missed. <laughs> that is a, a funny thing to, to read on a, on a, a cancer day. So let's. Uh, um, listen, if you can't make jokes about it, I yeah. listen, I cope with comedy. Yeah. Uh, because if I have to and be I alone with, with my comedy. thoughts. Thank you. Yeah. If I have to be alone with my thoughts, it's a bad place. So right. uh, yeah. I prefer to not. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um. With that said, I would like to move on to the first yes, question. Um, Chantal, I'm going to ask you this first, and then Colin can, of course, uh, answer also. Okay. First question is this. Where are you at with aliens? What, like, do I believe personally in yeah. aliens? Like, what, what's your what's your deal with, with aliens? Okay. I actually have had to debate this before, like, <laughs> professionally. <laughs> but, professionally? Um, a little. <laughs> it was like a team-building activity. But... Oh, okay. Um, I I had to be on the side of no, I don't believe in aliens, but I actually do believe okay. in aliens. I think it's okay. very, very unlikely that we are alone in the universe with all of the possible livable planets out there. I just yeah. don't know if there is life that is like to the point where they're coming here, you know? Right, right, exactly. I Yeah, that makes sense. But also, I, I like wouldn't rule it out. I right. I think if I was an alien and I was flying by and I saw us, I would probably be like, "Ooh, that's kind of like, am I going to go on vacation in America or no?" And then it's a no. Right. God, know? I certainly hope not for your sake. I mean, <laughs> for what about, their sake. Uh, what about countries north of America? Maybe that would be a more yeah. Uh, a yeah more that seems like somewhere. Else there's a lot, and that's then they like, go to the other galaxy. Yeah, there's a lot that's like kind of uninhabitable, habitable. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. But you know, there's a there's like a nice little chunk where most of the population is like that's a cool place to visit. What if all the aliens have social anxiety and they never visit populated areas? Um, then they just see a lot of moose, I guess. That's right. Um, hope they pack. We warm. solved it. Yeah, moose uh, are aliens. Colin, I, where are you at with aliens? I do believe in aliens because every mm. time I turn on Fox News, they tell me that they exist and that they're here already. Uh-huh. Um, 
Sorry, have, that's, that mm, might need just, to be cut. Um, I have to, uh, sure. let me just, uh, I got to send you a definition here about what we're talking I, about. No, 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 I, I got maybe, you. No, uh, James, I mean, I know what we're talking about, but she might not know. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so can you explain? Gentile, no. um, in uh, America, what we do is call people aliens <laughs> we're, we're if bad, we don't yeah. want them here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. um, yeah, yeah, it's it's not it doesn't oh, yeah. feel good. Um, so anyway, back to the actual question though. Uh, I I also believe that for the pretty much the same reason. I just feel like, especially when they're like, "Hi, here's the Hubble telescope," and like, "Here's just like billions of planets and like all yeah. these things and things that we know have to exist beyond that because we know it's ever expanding. There's got to be right. other stuff, and like mm. I think that. As much as it's going to seem silly, I feel like video games and stuff like that have explained it very well to me that like there's, you know, other life forms on other planets and they often can also do space exploration, but mm -hmm. that it takes like, you know, trillions upon trillions of years to understand uh, a flight of, sorry, a uh, speed of flight that could actually get you from one galaxy to the next. Like right. the actual distance between us and the next solar system, for example, is large enough that it would take us probably more than double the amount of time that we've been around right. as a planet to figure that right. kind of thing out. So it's like, there's gotta be, I mean, I just, it's also that thing of, maybe this is my, uh, my fear of being alone, like mm -hmm. IRL kind of thing. But like, I also feel like if we're the only thing that's it on this one yeah. little spot, with just a like it'd be like being out at sea with no life preserver i'd be like this is right. terrifying right um so yeah so i feel like there's gotta be uh and whether they are actively going hey man took a look took a look at them Oof, you do okay. not want to go there yeah um yeah. <laughs> or whatever i mean i also feel like okay a little bit of conspiracy theorist kind of thing area 51 in america does exist and i feel like you don't just like make that for like no reason you know what i mean yeah yeah. I don't know. That guy just feels like I feel. I don't feel like some president was just like, "Hey, you know, be silly." So if we put like a, a <laughs> millions of money uh, of money, millions of dollars of, of you know taxpayer uh, money in like a random spot that we just sort of guard. Nothing there. Just Harry we have Truman, like notorious parties. prankster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he was like, "Ooh, this will be silly," and like I'll leave a note to the next guy to make him yeah. think that something's there, and they'll all just believe it. And it no just one will says, ever go check. Play it. along. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I um, am Canadian um, for mm -hmm. everyone else because I didn't explain that. But um, I feel like you guys have the the most documentation for like aliens do exist. Like there have yeah. been several leaks from the actual government, right? Yeah, that Tom DeLonge uh, was a huge and like I, that sounds like a joke, but I, I'm actually being serious. Tom DeLonge, the singer from Blink One Two, has like actively been like working very hard over the last like 10 years to like get huge government leaks um, and has actively done that. And I think it's one of those things where it was kind of a joke and then it became real. And I think right. that's wild. There's got to be something to that because that seems like a very unnecessary prank otherwise. Right. Mm -hmm. Chantel, just real quick, just a side, side question. What's a, what's a necessary prank? What's a necessary prank? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> one time my dad was eating like 20 oranges a week and we kept running out of oranges. So I made Lord. a fake website to t like pretend, give him health advice that mm -hmm. you can't eat more than three oranges a week because otherwise you'll be poisoned by dihydrogen monoxide, which is used to farm all oranges. 
asked and answered. We, that, that's the answer. Fair enough. That's Can I ask a follow-up answer. question? Yeah. Was that a real story or was this also a prank on us? Like, was this like an improv where Wouldn't you that just be really... Wild? That would be I mean, a like... wild thing to come up with on the spot. No, that's a real thing that I did in real life. I mean, because listen, both answers are impressive to me, right? <laughs> You're like, if, if, the, if, if it's true, right? Yeah. Hell of a, hell of a thing to pull off. Second, like if it was just fully improv, like that is some impressive improv skills. Like that and like would so be fast. Yeah. 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 Uh, you'd have to be really, really smart to pull that off really that fast. Um, how old were you when that? Uh, when oh, that God. Happened? I think I was like 19. Oh, okay. All right. I was picturing like eight. And so. Just a super I think, genius. Right. Yeah. MySpace coding skills. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, no. When I was eight, I was actually getting abducted by aliens forever. Oh, I see. Yeah. And they, they, to- they, and they we taught told you. you to keep quiet. About that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my answer is that, of course, aliens don't exist. They're not in the Bible. So the next question, <laughs> Hoshin, is... Wait, um, no, I think they are, though. Aren't the pyramids in the Bible? They are not. Mm. Are they? I have no idea. Maybe they're in Exodus. That I I read it. Egypt. I read it at one point. I read it's it been read a it. long time. R slash Bible. So then I have a second uh, guest and host. Uh, Chantel, what's the most inopportune time to be abducted by an alien? I think. Like, what would be. Besides. All right. Let's <laughs> have some ground rules. Besides post death of your most beloved uh, family member, what would be. For you, what would be like the most awkward, Oof. most inopportune? We're making a fun bit of this from uh, this horrifying, uh, you know, kid shouty scene. Um, I mean, I feel like if you were really looking forward to something, oh, then it would be kind of like, ugh, really? Like right now? Like if you right. were like a Swifty and yeah. you were just about to go into the Taylor Swift concert and then you got beamed up, right. it would be like, I'd like you couldn't have waited like... Five hours, you know? Right. How are uh, you feeling it. about the non-Canada tour dates still? Like, be, having been announced, but still no Canada tour dates. Are you a Swifty? I am time? not personally yeah. a Swifty, uh, okay. but I feel it, like... It just sort of came out of nowhere, so I was like, oh, okay, that must be a real thought. It's, it's, it's a drawing kind of up global enough phenom- yeah. drama, Sorry. like sure. people not going to weddings and funerals of loved right. ones that wow. I feel like... Um, we're probably not messing out that much. Yeah. Peter Quill also kind of did the same thing when you think about it. Oh, dang. That was a rough one. Well, that, that, that again, that's all that for this episode. Because it's true. That's, I mean, like, you know. <laughs> he was really mm. looking forward to going to his mom's funeral, and then he got beamed up. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. The music's going to be awesome. Um, oh, dang. And that, mm-hmm. kids, is why you don't run out of the hospital on your own. And that's why you always leave a note. Um, BRB, Peter Quill. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, Colin, yeah, what's, what, do you have another example of an inopportune moment to be abducted by aliens? But, okay, so here's the thing. I have been thinking about it, but I, I, my brain immediately went to opportune moments, actually. Oh, that's like fun. Like the best time. Like, yeah. When would be like the, like, like, like the ideal April fourteenth, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is tax day in America. Yeah, I, I, okay. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. like, 
I, I feel like a, a good one of these would be like any time. I mean, granted, this is going to be very like 80s movie, maybe 90s mm-hmm. movie too, um, type situations. You know, like the common thing of like, oh, my dog ate my homework, right? Like, sure. the, you know, you have a big project due tomorrow and you're like, oh, I didn't do it. What's this? Oh, sick. I'm getting abducted by aliens. And so then like you know, you get abducted and you come back and you go, sorry, I got abducted by aliens. I couldn't do the big science fair project. And they're like, we're just happy to have you back. No problem. And he's like, oh, yeah. neato. Anyway, here's my new science fair project. This like ray gun that I stole. And they're like, how did right. you build it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, another opportune it. moment, uh, getting chased by bullies. That's Ooh. what I was thinking. Like a Marty yeah. McFly, except for Marty McFly into space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actively go like your it's a it's your birthday maybe your thirteenth one and you have candles and you are getting ready to blow them out and you go I just kind of wish that Star Wars was real and then you get abducted and then you're like oh my god aliens can I become a Jedi and they go what is that and you go damn close <laughs> close enough it, what it, did some did you wish that on your thirteenth birthday I don't know I just I just made that up okay that's I I good. can I be honest with you I don't know. I don't remember a single thing I've ever wished for on my birthday when I've blown out candles. Couldn't tell you a single wish I've ever made. That's because that was my wish last year. <laughs> don't let him get his way. Make Colin forget all the birthday wishes. <laughs> See, the great thing about that is that then if something of them ever come true, I'll just be like, wow, what a coincidence. I've always wanted yeah. this, but never actually thought about it. Like I've never put it in the universe. Yeah. And, I'll, and then I'll go, there is no higher being. So, you know. Yeah. Except for me. <laughs> Whoa, crazy! Um, but inopportune moment. Uh, I think your wedding, right? Ooh. Like, imagine like you're the groom or the bride, really, right? Like, it's like okay. you're either about to walk out, right? Like, you know, the the all your you know your homies are right. Like, all right, dude, you ready to go do this, dude? Chad, right? Chad, right? Chad was abducted, or it's like, yeah. or if you're bum, the groom, bum, bum. that was the that was the groom. And it wouldn't be funny if it was the bride. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so the but the doors open and like the father's like, Hi, what? And she's just gone. You know, yeah, they think they, they think it's a runaway bride type situation, but she's actually right. abducted bride. Right. That's yeah. an extreme um, situation, but like mm-hmm. really yeah. any place where people are waiting for you, if you also have social anxiety, and then you get to think about right. it for the rest of your life about how you're like. Friends have been waiting for you for 30 years and you never mm. turned up. Like how Peter has to worry about how he didn't hold his mom's hand and he wasn't there for her. And now she yep. will never be there for him when he calls her name when he gets abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. That was really dark. It's karma is what it is. Um, if only uh, he'd held her hand, she might have lived. <laughs> well, that certainly would not be true. But uh, he if has. Held all right, her- listen, future knowledge. It could be true. Because he has that uh, celestial situation going on. Here's the thing. I don't know if he could because I think a lot of it is, again, tied to his dad. But I think that he didn't know about, like, he has to be able to, like, know to tap into the power. You know what I'm saying? What better time to know know. to tap into the power? Maybe. What what I also think, though, is is, uh, you remind me of a man. No, um, what you just said made me think of the, you remind me of a man, what man, the power, that man with the power. Anyway. um, Yeah. Uh, no, but I also feel like David Bowie. on the same side of what you were saying, though, about like social anxiety, in a way, it's also like, oh, thank God I don't have to go now. Uh-huh. And I have a great excuse. Like, I got abducted by aliens. So it's like, I feel like it depends on which way you interpret it first, right? It's either, 
oh my God, they're all waiting on me and they'll never know. Or it's like, oh, I've been waiting. I've been hoping someone would cancel. And now I don't even have to worry about it because like I yeah. can't physically be there. So I'm it's like, canceled. you can't be on me. Yeah. I'm yeah. a canceler. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really interesting, Colin, that in all of your scenarios where you've been abducted by aliens and you come <laughs> back and you're like, I've been abducted by aliens. Everyone's like, no, welcome back. You okay? And not, I don't think I was what like- a liar. What a weird lie. Well, I mean, I don't know. It depends. I mean, like, here's here's the thing. When you come back, do you get brought back by the aliens? Because how else would you get back? Right. I don't know. So, like, when you come back, do you think there's a chance that you can find a way to make sure that people can see you being brought back by the aliens? <laughs> You're like, this is my address, and just give them the address for, like, the White House or something? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, CNN headquarters. Yes, you um, don't want to do the white the white house store. because if you try to park there and you go, we come in, and before you can even say peace, they will. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be dead. Some um, robot is gonna laser you and be like pieces. Right, yeah. I I forgot about America. Yeah, we have right. guns here. Um, <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> I did say laser gun, bad. and I want to be very clear about that because the White House uh, would not have guns because of you know gun control, gun control for lasers. okay that'll be here's what's going to be amazing is someday laser guns will be a a thing right and we'll have to like talk about whether there's laser control versus gun control oh you know what i mean like i feel like that'll be don't kill people lasers kill people exactly yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um that'll be a huge like the only way to stop a man with a laser is a is a man with a gun or whatever you're like you know same things Second Amendment enthusiasts. Yeah, sorry. But We're like they're hipsters. Like back in my stuff. day, we only yeah. wanted bullet guns. And now all these hipsters with their laser guns wanting to bear arms. Is it really weird to sit there and listen to two Americans talk about guns in like, not exactly enthusiastically, but like with like a lot of knowledge for people who have literally never owned guns? Yeah, it's you know? like pretty casual. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of scary in a way, isn't it? That I sounded like I owned a laser gun. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I was asking Chantel. I oh. think you probably own some sort of laser. I don't know if it's a gun. Maybe like a oh, like a laser that turns people very small. Honey, I okay. shrunk the kid style. Yeah. yeah. That seems like something you might have. You kind of, I feel like you give I have kind Rick of a Rick Moranis, Moranis sort of yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a, a uh, honey, we blew up the dad. Uh, <laughs> Rick Moranis sort of deal. Uh, like, yeah, every hipster that's like, back in my day, we just had laser pointers, man. Like, you know, we just pointed. We didn't we didn't shoot people with them. We were peace-loving. Um, if Everyone I with a laser, cat has to get rid of their yeah. laser pointer exactly. because yeah, yeah, yeah. of the stigma. Laser control, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that too. symbol for conservative America. Uh, <laughs> what, uh, just out of curiosity, because we've now told James what, what laser vibes he has, what kind of laser, what's my laser vibe? Ooh, I Welcome think... to the new segment. What's my laser vibe? <laughs> What's my laser vibe? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think you might have a laser that like turns everything like into. I just started that sentence and I thought sure. I, yeah. I, I just right. hoped that yeah. like I would think of the end of it as I was saying yeah. it. I... <laughs> I think you could have a laser that turns everything into plants because you look like you have a green thumb. And a flower. Is it because there's a flower on my hat? Yes. That's yeah. exactly why. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shinta, I think your laser vibe is uh, you know, like how you can use a laser to heat up water. 
Yeah. Maybe because I see your stove behind you, but like, uh, <laughs> I like feel like sometimes you might need to heat like things up. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what, yeah. That's, I but think that's water. a pretty safe assumption for, for everybody that everyone needs to heat something up at some point in time. That's true. That's true. I think that's, I think that's a, it's a safe answer and that makes it the best answer. <laughs> To me, because of the headphones, I feel like your laser vibe is the lasers that DJs have on the front of their stands, Ooh. and you're gonna drop like a fat, nasty beat. Like it, it's building up the beep, 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 and like it's gonna be like and like a little laser show yeah. go on. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's a good one. I was sure you were going to go back to the cat with the laser pointer thing to the point where I was picturing Chantel. I actually had thought about that as well. After yeah. a like a. Like a, a laser pointer, and it was it was it was. I was thinking fun. about going to laser pointer, but I was like, I feel like I've already made a laser pointer like joke. We're kind so of like, giving kinda... laser pointer a lot of time on the air. <laughs> yeah. <I> think, yeah. <laughs> For an episode that's not about lasers at all, we've spent a In lot anyway, of time on it. Yeah, they so. kind of shoot a laser. It's sort of a laser beam sort of deal. I guess. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, I did. Um, I have made a sort of uh, make you feel comfortable at the end of the show, uh, unsighted sort of. I like to rip off shows that I like that we have guests mm. for. So uh, before Colin takes us out of here and abducts us into space, I do have a scale of one to 10 for you to rate this uh, this scene. This is a scale of one to 10. Colin, on their show, they rate what they've read on a scale of one to 10, where the uh, scale is stuff based in uh, sort of what they talk, what sort of the work was about. You'll see. You'll see what this is. Okay. Chantel, uh, please rate this scene. Scale of one to 10, one being... Uh, being taken all of a sudden from all you know in the lowest, most desperate time of your life. Okay. And 10 being, whoa, cool space shit. Mm. I think this scene is like being abducted like as you're about to go into a test, but a test that you are very prepared for. Like, Oh, that's it's, very good. It It's very dark and it sucks a lot, but... Yeah. It's also like, oh, that's so disappointing because yeah. you had so much unfinished business like right behind you. Yeah. And that's fair. and now you never get to resolve any of that trauma. There's no therapist in space that I know of. Although I could, uh, that'd be a fun show to write. That'd be a, that'd be a good show. Therapist in, in space. space. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a like a flying couch. What would you rate this? Um, for me, I personally would rate this, I think it's going to be kind of low just cause it's, it's really hard. It's for me, it's being beamed aboard a ship abducted and you're screaming for your mom when you first meet everyone. And it's like, oh, oh. man, it's like sad, but also kind of like, that's the story they're going to tell forever of how you first mm -hmm. met all of them. And it's like, I don't know. It's sort of like, boy, I wish it, could we get a do you want could you please abduct me like again I want to do over on this on this abduction is sort of where I'm at. Colin, where where would you where would you rate this scene? I will say real quick, I, based on the last thing you said, which is wait, can you put me back and then reabduct me? I want to try this again. You know Cracklin would go, I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> right? Like knowing That's when Peter well, runs. That like, yeah, that's when Peter runs. Because knowing for sure that he's dropped someone off going, Okay, he wants another try, guys. Oh god, where'd he go? <laughs> I also really like the idea that you take this really traumatic scene and the and your takeaway is like that's gonna be really awkward later. 
Mm. Yeah, that's what I have thought um, when I wrote the synopsis. I was like, that's really sad. Also, like five seconds after this is really like a a different social snafu sort of deal. It's like if you're Um, crying and all you're thinking about is like, people are watching me cry on this bus. Yes, that is how I, that's how I cry first. (laughs) It's very self-conscious. My, I feel like my rating is on a, what's the word for it? Like logarithmic. Mm, I feel like it's it's in stages, right? okay. Because I think that there are, th- I, in a way, it's like having like the five stages of grief, right? I think mm-hmm. there are three stages to this scene, right? Okay, okay, okay. It's like really close to a one at first because you're really sad, yeah. Right. Then you're absolutely terrified because you're being abducted. Right now, that is neither one or ten. That's just kind of like a. Stop the stop the scale for a second. I I something right. bad's happening. Right, you get pulled onto a spaceship, and you're like, ah, oh my god, there's a spaceship. So for a second, it goes to like an eight, right? Yeah. Maybe even a nine, because you're like, oh my god. But then you go, wait, I got beamed aboard that Star Trek. I'm a part of Disney, and that's yeah. You know, and so like that should be Star Wars. <laughs> so now it kind of makes you sad. So then it goes back down to like I don't know, like a five maybe. So now you're kind of like, oh, I mean, it's like kind of cool, but I'm also still traumatized. Let me yeah. trauma dump about my mother. And then the <laughs> aliens are like, we're not paid enough for this. Right. And, the and then they like, put you back. Too bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And um, they're like, got him. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Star Wars. Um, yeah. No, I, I feel like it kind of goes like, uh, uh, and like, kind of a little yeah. bit like a roller coaster, which is how his oh, emotions yeah. are in this yeah. scene anyway, you know, or in these yeah. couple scenes. Yeah. That's sure. a good answer. Yeah. I was also thinking about, you know, like the mist is going to be like super wet and like he's fallen to his knees and he has to like. Now, I'm going to use the word wet pants here. And what I mean is the knees of his pants. So everyone just sure. calm down. <laughs> but like he has to get beamed aboard and all of a sudden he's like, boy, I sure wish I hadn't fallen to my knees with grief because now I have these like uncomfortable, like wet pants. And uh, I think that's really hard, too. I think I'm thinking about like immediately post this horrible traumatic event, like how I experience all my traumatic events, which is like just skipping past it. Yeah. Denial. Yay. And everyone on that ship seems to wear like materials that you would not put in a washing machine. Right. Mm. So they they probably go, what is a washing machine? Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. They probably have some other kind of weird system where it's like, oh, just hold it up to this button and it will just magically your clothes are just clean. So congratulations. That's the dream right there. Isn't it? Like kind of Jetson style. Um, I also feel like, uh, um, oh, hang on. I had a great joke lined up. Hang on. (laughs) This is going to be so good. I'm just really gearing up for this, for this joke. It's going to be awesome. I, I feel like I might've forgotten it. That's a damn shame. Cause, uh, Okay, run it back real quick. What, what, what okay. We talked about wet pants. Hey, we talked everyone. about falling to your... Oh, no, no. Okay, no, oh. falling to your knees. I will say it is so apparent that this was 1988 yeah. and not 2023 because yeah. if it was, it would have been on TikTok for one thing. Right. And there would have been 12 comments going, just watch the kid fall to his knees in a misty place. You know, and then some yeah. someone being like, you know, like all those jokes of like, yeah, I just fell on my knees in a Walmart parking lot. And then someone says, just saw a man. <laughs> anyone? Is anyone else get that no, part of the I'm, algorithm? Okay. What is uh, what is TikTok? 
Uh, okay. Yeah. No. So I know that she knows, but since you don't know, right. I'll let right. you know. No. This um, is, I feel this is full circle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's an app that's about to get banned in America because uh, we have our priorities correct. It's already banned in Montana. True. That sounds Good incredibly point. reasonable. Like everything else yeah. Montana probably does. Yeah. Like not have a lot of people there. Yep. Uh, anyway, there's a lot of bad stuff here. Real fast, before we leave, I do want to say that I looked something up a while ago and that I never said anything about it, but we, you, you made a joke earlier saying, uh, aliens aren't in the Bible, so I don't believe in them. I did Google, what does the Bible say about aliens? Um, and this is incredible because I did find, uh, at least a couple articles and this is just the, the highest rated one, I guess, basically. Which is a true definition of alien is anything that belongs to a foreign territory. No, um, no, no. Well, hang on. He says someone who's not a citizen. Uh, sorry, I, I, this is exactly why I brought it up. Someone who's not a citizen of a country they reside in would be considered quote an alien in the planet. Uh, so in the plant and animal world, alien species to a region are often called invasive species, which okay. is not an alien. So it's wild that they even brought that up. Uh, but this is great. They go, if you want to call angels and demons aliens because they are foreign to Earth, then sure, there are aliens in the Bible. Um, um, yep. I'm going to allow it. Yeah. I'm going to allow it. It's it's pretty great because they go, Mary oh, saw an definition. alien. Yeah. It, and that alien. alien put a baby inside. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, any extraterrestrial life form foreign to Earth. Um, starting there, the Bible doesn't have anything to say about them. Uh, hang on, I'm going to scroll down. Hang on. The earth is caught in the middle of an intergalactic war between yeah. the Satans and the angels. The Satans? <laughs> yeah. That's how we got the name Satan. It's the name of their of their race, but like we, we Oh were, yeah, oh, sure. sure. One per- we only ever saw one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um and it's weird because at first he was a snake, yeah. So then like, yeah. I don't know where the hoes come from, but um but like this and I'll tell you this though, they do say like are aliens demons. Right. And like they yeah. uh, they go on to give you actual book, chapters and verses. Second um, Corinthians 10, four through five talks about fighting a spiritual enemy with weapons not of this world. Oh, you yeah. Know, things like that. So, so in John Milton's Paradise Lost, which is one of the most canon Bible fan fictions that exists, mm-hmm. um, you have to travel between the realms of like heaven, earth and hell through um, this like weird thing called pandemonium, which is akin to traveling through space. There's like a bunch like a of wacky sort stuff. Of deal, yeah. yeah, exactly. Some would say right. like a like one of those jumpy things that don't yeah. exist, and I don't know what they like are the, because the hexagonal things. Like the, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah 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 like how they warp. Yeah, yeah like John Milton yeah. said that uh, angels, demons, or aliens, and that's right. the takeaway. Well, <laughs> that's gonna do it for. Uh, demons. What, what's what's that? John. Uh, John. That. Uh, oh God. De- that Dan Brown book. Angels and demons. Right. Angels. Yes. That yep. could just be called aliens and aliens. But you know, <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah. When you really when you think about it that way, it becomes a way less interesting title. So, um, all right. I I think that is. I think that might be it. Unless anyone has anything else that they would like to bring up. At this I time. would like to bring something up because I want to talk about it next time. Um, okay. But like. I was looking at this kid, and I heard you guys say that he was born in 1980, or he was like, yeah, he conceived in 1980. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He, this kid does not look seven or eight to me. Okay, how old does he look? He looks like nine or ten. Okay. I think this is an okay. older kid 
And I just truly don't believe this was on purpose. I don't know how far in advance Marvel movies are filmed, but the kid at the time of the release of the movie was 11 years old. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing because I I feel like a lot of the times I don't see a lot of child actors playing the exact age of of folks, you know. Though I will say that is what the MCU bases like Oh, the yes, MCU wiki bases sure. on, like all its calculations on Correct. Right? Oh, no. is this. Yeah. Um, well, at least, yeah, if they don't tell you what year, for sure, they're yeah. going, well, based on this, you know, that must mean this Peter kid Quill, was- you 12-year-old, get back here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so since you've got this, like, 97-year-old man playing this kid, I just think that it throws the whole right. timeline off. Yeah. Yeah. Benjamin Button is an alien. <laughs> Peter Quill. Yeah. And that's the takeaway. Yeah. And John Milton wrote about that. Okay, now I got to figure yeah. out how to add that into the MCU and timeline. F. Scott Fitzgerald <laughs> said uh, that Benjamin Button is an alien, um, because that's a uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. So, um, yeah, it is. That's true. Now that's true. Okay. I know I lie a lot, but that one's true. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's all that I have. I think no, no, it's not. That's a very good thing to have and to go into the next episode because uh, and. What's fun, hey listener, this is fun. How soon you hear the next episode we have Chantel on, and what the next episode we have Chantel on is will depend on how the recording goes in about uh, ten minutes. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna see. Um, there's a we have a, a choice to make, and uh, depending on what choice we make, we may have. Uh, we may have heard you and Amy on an episode before we hear uh, you solo on the next session. So we'll see. Um, oh, a challenge. Yeah. Mysterious. We're going to have to make a decision. And uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Uh, but that is all that I have uh, for uh, today. I'm feeling uh, outclassed both in uh, logic and literature references. So <laughs> uh, head on out. Great. Colin, do you want to take us out again? Yes. Uh, All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. Uh, We will see you all very soon for a new episode, unless you get abducted, in which case, I hope you come back sometime. And by the time you come back, maybe the whole series will be out, or maybe we'll only be in the 2000s. Uh, The show is going to be on for forever. All right. Thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. And I'm Chantel. Excelsior. Excelsior.